Hello and welcome back to Management Cast, where some of the brightest minds in the business world explain the commercial concepts shaping industry today. This week again, we are joined by IMD Professor Cyril Bouquet, IMD's Professor of Strategy and Innovation. Welcome, Cyril. Hi, John. Great to have you back. Now, last week on the show, we talked about the origins of Megadive, this approach that you've come up with, that you've developed. And we spoke a little bit about the who, the what, the why of Megadive, right? Who should be implementing it? Who has implemented it? You know, what it is, when it came about and why. But this week, we're going to talk about the how, how people can do this in their own organizations or recognize when they need to do something like this. So Cyril, let's start off with the size element, right? This is called a mega dive. Is this concept, is this approach only appropriate for large companies or can it be brought in in companies of any size? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the mega dive is, is, is really open, right, to all kinds of context. And in fact, we've, we've seen it, right? We've seen it in, in big companies, obviously, that are trying to create those conversations that, that cut across the firm, that cut across functions, that cut across business units, that cut across countries. And, and so, yeah, you know, it could be 600 people, but it could be thousands, depending on, on the right crowd that you want to have involved in a, in a conversation about, about the future. But similarly, in fact, it's not limited to the world of business. Right? I mean, you have countries right, that uh, have experimented with, with this as well to create conversations across right, the whole nation when it comes to imagining what is the future of you know, very important domains uh, that we all need to talk about, right? whether it is health, whether it is security, whether it is education. Right? I mean, what are some of the key issues that, that we need to resolve? And, and in France, Emmanuel Macron, a few years ago, before COVID, launched this Grand Débat National, this big national debate, where he wanted everybody to be able to essentially not just cast a vote, right, as is normally the norm in, in most countries where we observe democracy, but actually exert a voice, right? I mean, bring your voice. Tell us what are some of the issues that we as a government need to be able to address. And he did this. And so we can see that it's not just the world of business and large companies, because you could also be a small company and, and essentially um, make sure that everybody in your company has a, has a voice. And so whether it is a deep dive or a mega dive, the same spirit would, would remain. And, but of course, mega would involve that you have a, a big, big crowd of people that could come from within the company or from outside. So Cyril, let's talk about that. How do you motivate people to deal with people coming from outside their company or potentially companies which are merging, which have different business or creative cultures to work with each other, to listen to each other? Yeah, this is absolutely key. People are busy, right? They don't necessarily want to engage their full energy in any exercise unless they believe this is actually a meaningful moment, right? That can make a difference because otherwise we all have plenty of things to do. So what motivates people to participate fully? into a journey like the mega dive uh, when we try to implement it in a, in a company? I think it's a very, very important question. And I would say that there are a few key factors that are quite important that need to be in place. The first one, obviously, is the commitment of, of the top management team. Right? The last thing we want for people is to create the impression that this is a process that is orchestrated by a business school. Right? <laughs> if they see this as, as a form of training, then there's no point, right, in doing this exercise at all. So, so it has to start from a perception that 
the company and the top management of the company is creating an opportunity for new conversations inside the firm and new conversations that can make a difference. And, and the full management team is, is supportive. So in that sense, you know, the first time I did the mega dive with, with SNCF, the full COMEX, 26 people uh, representing both companies, you know, did the, the exercise, right? At the same time, exactly, they went through the same phases. They were committed to the process as much as the 630 other people that were part of the journey. So that would say, number one, is the commitment of the, the top management. But then there needs to be a sense of, of, of ownership, that people have to believe that... Uh, they have an opportunity to be the architects of change for the company. So it's not just that, yeah, I'm invited to conversations and who knows right, if, if they matter. No, I have this great opportunity to bring my voice and to debate my views on the future with my colleagues. And that is important. right? And of course, we need to create that. And that comes down to a matter of instilling the right mindset and to create the energy, create the enthusiasm that they feel that, hey, you know, we've never done this in the past. This is kind of interesting. It's not going to be a top-down, you know, kind of series of presentations. They want our inputs. We can make a difference. And then the, the third thing is that, of course, right, there needs to be the proper infrastructure that is in place. It needs to be easy. It shouldn't be uh, that we add, you know, 20% of work to the people who already are uh, collapsing, right, under the, the pressure that is, that is on their desk. But, you know, how do we create a process that is engaging, that is fun, and that can make a difference? And so this is where the subtleties of the infrastructure and the process that we try to implement can make a difference. And so how would a company know when it's the right time to do this, right? How would an executive, a CEO, come around to recognizing, okay, this is the right time to approach, let's say, Cyril Bouquet or IMD or any other practitioner and, and say, right, this is, this is the moment. So I would say there's two basic situations that often call for an approach like this one. The first one, obviously, and that was the case of, of SNCF, is that there's a called this a, a critical incident, or there's there's a particular situation that is very acute. It could be a crisis, right? I mean, uh, we just uh, deal with a situation here, and if you if you think about the case of, of SNCF, uh, if we refer back to that same example again, not only there was the, the context of the of the merger, if you will, but but the company was coming out of a very serious incident that claimed the lives of, of nine passengers on the train. It was in an accident in, in, in Brittany that was due to bad maintenance on the track, essentially. And, and of course, right, the bad maintenance of the track is probably the result of poor collaboration between the train operator and the infrastructure owner. And this is one of the reasons that motivated the state, if you will, to merge those two companies. But there was a very critical incident that sort of you know, required new conversations and a new way to, to, to deal, right, with the situation, the pressing situation that was, that was at hand. So I'd say that's the, the first situation is that, hey, there's something that is happening that is really creating a moment of stress. We need to deal with it. We need all of our people to be involved in this exercise, and we want to transform a potential problem into, into an opportunity, an opportunity to create new value. And, and I would say most of the companies that require a, a mega dive are often in, in that situation. Now, the other situation is almost the mirror situation, is the opposite, is the case of companies who've, who've been very comfortable, very successful in the past, and where they feel that people are, are somehow becoming complacent or 
forgetting what made them successful, in fact, in the first place. You know, their sense of entrepreneurship, their capacity to take initiatives, to have genuine conversations with clients and understand needs that nobody else had understood and, and come up with very original solutions that can make a difference. And sometimes when the company is very successful, you kind of lose that. You, could, you kind of lose the, the core of your DNA that, that really explain your success in the first place. And, and companies want to, to get it back. And so they want to get people out of their comfort zones. They want to create an opportunity for new conversations to take place, to defy the status quo, and recreate a, a sense of, of energy that somehow they feel maybe they've, they've begun to lose. And so I would say, you know, you're, you're either in one of those two situations to, to say, well, we need, we need something else. And maybe I'll add a third one, just to be complete, is that we've <laughs> had a lot of companies that approach us to say, listen, you know, we've, every year we have this sort of management meeting uh, where we get the top 200 leaders of the company around the tables in, in, in the room and it's just so ineffective. <laughs> it often turns into a ceremonial series of, of presentations. People are disengaged. People are just you know, looking for the, the restaurant that will take place uh, after the series of, of presentations. And it's really a waste of energy for, for everybody involved. So how can we turn those very static management meetings into a series of, of conversations that can make a difference and that can require a very different type of, of energy or impose a very different type of, of energy demands on people that are more meaningful in nature. It's interesting you talk about that because it seems to me that there is something that's special about this in that you need a kind of outside impetus to break that, right? To break patterns of behavior. You, you mentioned there people kind of doing the same thing would become ceremonial, does this mega dive approach is what is the core of it that somebody is having to come in from the outside or could businesses conceivably bring this in, in themselves? It doesn't have to require an orchestration from the outside. I mean, it's, a, it's a, indeed a, a mindset, a way of working once you understand it that can be, that can be mastered by people within, within a company and, and they try to bring it into the workplace in a, in a more sustainable way. But the interaction with the outside is very important because indeed... When you get people into a room physically together in a room, right, what is important is that they are just not having conversations in between themselves and, and lose sight of, of the external reality that should be impacting their thinking. So as part of the conversations you have before people get together in a room, it's, it's, it's quite important to, to get them to discuss with, with a number of key stakeholders. And they might be clients, they might be public authorities, they might be NGOs, they might be all kinds of institutions who, who have a perspective on on you know, what are the issues that this company could and, and should be addressing right, as part of this value-creating role that, that the company has. Those conversations will inform people's thinking so that when they get together in the room, they can actually debate but having those perspectives in their mind. And in fact, when you get together in the room again, do we bring that external voice into the conversation? So every time I've done a mega dive, there were moments in those two days when we were together, 79 teams in, in a room together, where we interact with public authorities, where we interact with, with startups, right? And, and where we send, you know, people, right? There's, there's 30 startups that are out there. Dispatch your team, go visit them, see what is it that they do that they, they could actually bring, right, to, to your company that you've never considered in the past. Same thing, there's five clients who have very important issues go and talk to them, right? You have an hour, right? Visit, you know, send. So, so you know, and, and it's a little bit chaotic, right? It's, it means that, yeah, you know, we, we bought interesting clients, go and find them. And so, of course, you have to orchestrate a little bit the traffic. And that's where, you know, you need a very strong process. And this is why often companies 
need to work with IMD. And, and in fact, IMD also works with other providers like event companies. When you have a group of 600 people, there's a lot of logistics issues that need to be, to be thought of. So it's a very carefully orchestrated process. But interactions with the outsides are absolutely key. And then just in terms of measuring success, right? How do you go about measuring success? How do you recommend companies should measure success? You know, let's say they come to IMD, they say, we have this problem. And your solution is, okay, we're going to create a bit of chaos. You know, it might seem that there is, uh, (laughs) it might seem that there is a lot of different things happening that aren't necessarily your core business for a short time. But we are going to see results out of this. How do you measure that success? The first thing is that you feel it in the room, right? And you feel it by you know, seeing the number of people who, who actually send unsolicited letters to thank the company, to thank IMD for, for this great opportunity that they've had right, to participate in a process like this. And so I think you know, that the first indicator of success is the engagement that you create and the sense of energy, of positive energy, of confidence about the future that, yeah, I'm so glad that we have an opportunity to do something like this. And I want to make full use of it. And, and, you know, of course, you can measure it, right? And we have, uh, we do an impact, an impact survey on every single engagement that we initiate at IMD to try to understand, you know, what is it that people actually think of the experience that they've just had with IMD. And so that's a first indicator of success. You know, are we making a difference in the engagement of the people who, who participate through the journey? But then, of course, the, the other indicator of success is to look at, okay, and also, did we create new conversations in, in, inside the company? So, you know, we, we can analyze the, the nature of the, the inputs that formed, you know, the, the opinions of the, of the teams and the nature of the outputs, right? What are some of the ideas that came out, right? So inputs, right? Again, uh, have we had a lot of conversations with startups, you know, with public authorities, with clients, you know, and that matters, right? I mean, if, if it's a company that is a little bit isolated from the outside, the simple fact that you're creating those opportunities to interact with the external world, maybe is an indicator of, of impact, right? And then, of course, the output, what are some of the ideas that came out? You know, we document them, we analyze them, and then, of course, we can look at, you know, the success rate, right? But that might take six months, it might take two years in, in some cases, but, you know, how many of those ideas actually became reality for the company? And here, you need a lot of ideas to have a winning, a winning concept, right? You probably need... You know, 15, 20 ideas. In fact, uh, this is an approach that has been uh, documented empirically by my, my dear colleagues, uh, Alex Osterwalder, Yves Pinier. They, they wrote a very interesting book called Building the Invincible Company. And, and they show how many ideas you need to be able to experiment with until you can have a, a successful concept that is actually implemented. And it's a lot more than, than you traditionally think. So you can look at the, at the outcome. But the last one, I would say, is that the simple fact that you're doing this is an indicator of, 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 of impact, right? Because you give an opportunity to people to be active, right? And to have a voice on the future. And that matters, right? It matters because people do not want to work for companies where they are told what they should be doing all the time and where their creativity, if you will, is not recognized or is neglected. And the moment you give an opportunity to people to work on something meaningful and, and to have a voice that can be heard, then it also makes a difference Right, to their motivation, to their commitment in the long term. And so that matters, right? regardless of how many of those ideas that came out were actually successful concepts inside the firm. Cyril, I think that is a fantastic place to wrap up there, just going through the criteria for success when taking this approach. I want to thank you again for coming on to Management Cast. Thank you, John. 
And just a reminder, again, for all our listeners, Cyril Bouquet is a professor of strategy and innovation and an award-winning researcher and teacher at IMD. Next time on the show, we'll be speaking about the pitfalls to avoid when implementing this mega dive approach in your workplace. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.